most of the local FIFA referees was not in the country. I had to go to the Pro League level. Yeah. Right? I had my first Pro League game in the year 2017. Never forget that date, June the 9th. Welcome to Success Talks, the podcast. This is the podcast where we dive deep into our guest minds to get all of their hints, tips, and secrets of how they attain and maintain success at the highest level. Welcome to the podcast. Quincy Williams. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes. Without further ado, allow me for us to dive right into it. Can you give our listeners and viewers a brief history of your refereeing career up to this point? Um, started refereeing at the age of 14, unofficially. And then in 2000, the year 2016, I went on to do the refereeing course, where um, it was a series of on the field and off the field um assignments yeah then i went on to the zone level where we all know as the zonal level yeah and secondary school football league at the youth age so at this at that time i was not referring premiership football okay um from there i went on to in a year time actually i climbed to the super league level and from the super league level based on the recommendations made and the series of fitness tests I was passing at that time. They, and there, from there, I went on to the next, the following year, yeah. which will be 2018, being selected for the RAP course, Referee Advanced Program. Yeah. And from there, I was nominated as a youth referee, a candidate, a prospect for FIFA. Okay. So the poor program. Right, and from the poor program, um, I was selected from out of 42 members associate. Where these it will have like other people involved, so some countries had two and three persons being recommended. And from Trinidad and the Caribbean, we had a number of people, but two were selected. Unfortunately, the guy from Haiti didn't get you with his passport. Oh, okay. I got you with my passport just in time. In fact, the day before I was supposed to travel, I got yeah. you with my passport. And then um, went to the program, which was the, the first part of it was the um, introductory course. Yeah. Where they'll introduce you to being introduce you to a different lifestyle, a different level of professionalism as a referee. Yeah. It went on for three weeks, a three weeks program where you'll do a series of games and analyze your games and so forth. Yeah. And then you return back home to your country. And then later in the year, around August, you return for the certification course. Okay. All right. And both of the courses I did extremely well. Um, the first part, I, I had a very good rating. Yeah. And the certification part, I had an excellent rating. Okay. And from there, it just keep an into leaps and bounds. Okay, that is fantastic. Um, allow me to go back because you said uh, where you recognize and, and the passion really started at the age of 14. And at that age, um, let's say in the Caribbean, 
you will have a lot of persons, you know, pursuing in the sport of football or cricket, you know, maybe to be a player or, or, or a track and field athlete, but you will, you will hear rare, um, you know, stories of, of, of that age, you know, someone is already set their eyes on, you know, I want to become a referee. Um, can you give us, you know, you, you know, your, your mindset a little deeper and your mindset there and, and, and what really spiked that train of thought for you to recognize you now that I want to be a referee because you were playing football, you also played cricket. And explain to us, you know, what, what, what really spiked that transition into you becoming a referee? Um, I think it will be, it has some key, key persons. Um, first being Jerry Richards from yeah. Eddie Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually started when they were a referee short on a game, in a Eddie league game. Yeah. At that time I was 14 and I think it was under 10 or under 8 game, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Warwick asked me to, to hold the well, where we were, people were called linesmen, we were called assistant referee. Yes. And from there, from there is when Jerry came to me after the game and said, um, you never referee before. I was like, no. The job didn't think about it. Um, I was like, no. I want to play cricket. At that time, I was like, yo, I'm not into this refereeing thing. I had time still to play cricket yeah. and football. And he will continuously call my mom and mm-hmm. ask her to come to Elliot Savannah to, to referee a game, to referee games. And from there is when I started to fall in love with the, with the referee. And I had that passion. I realized I had a passion for it. Yeah. Right. And I, I had to make a decision. I'd, yeah. I'd reach a point in life where I had to make a decision. It's either you're going into the refereeing, mm-hmm. you're going to play cricket, or you're going to play football. Okay. And at the age of 17 is when Michael Grayson, yeah. um, St. Augustine coach at that, yeah. again, no referee, asked me to referee on the 14, and I did the game. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, um, I think you better serve as a referee. Forget the kit, forget being the football player. Yeah. I think you better serve as a referee. You'll make it far in refereeing. Mm-hmm. And I started to take it into consideration. And, so, and then um, Marie Gonzalez, at that time, referees was, was on strike in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Marie came and he was like, couldn't say needed to do a game today, a school game under 14. At mm-hmm. that time, I, I didn't do the referee course officially yet, yeah. but I was on the line as an assistant referee. Mm-hmm. And from there is when I say, Quincy, you know what? Go and do this course and see yeah. how far this could take you. Okay. Not much young persons take up the mantra of being a referee. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, it's there where it all started. Okay. Um, we want to pick up right where you said there um, with regards to young persons. And uh, I want to ask the question, you know, what was the feedback coming from your friends or your peers, you know, at, at that age? Because uh, on an evening where they are going, let's say to table tennis or cricket or football, you are now going to referee. 
What was that experience like? Um, it was an experience that most was like, use a whole man? We use a referee. In my head, I was like, yeah, boy. Is a whole referee in this game? Or I yeah. yeah. But at the same time, um, mm. having the knowledge what us persons who maybe was on the panel or had the ability to be on the panel, but some changes in me, motivated me as well as my family. Yeah. Um, I think it, it was a bit easy in that the pressure, the peer pressure wasn't there to like switch back. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, it wasn't there to like switch back to hey, go back and play football. So mm-hmm. the day mm-hmm. I finally played my last football game, mm-hmm. I started refereeing. And since then, I I have not missed being on the football field as a player. Okay. Well, you say you make that transition 100% now. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, I was always, you know, asked by persons and, and, and also I will ask myself, you know, what is the mindset of a, of a referee in Compass? Because you are in a situation where now you are in control of the game, but only there to officiate and give no way involved in giving the outcome of the game. What is the mindset like to require you to become a referee? What mindset you need to have, like you know, if you want to become a footballer, a coach, or a cricketer, you know, there are specific mindset. Can you give us, you know, um, an example of, of of the mindset that you need to have to become a referee? First thing will be discipline. That's key. Um, you need to have a personality that adapts because remember, most players come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't be have this one personality and expect to go through a game with this one personality. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be serious. Sometimes you can share a smile. Sometimes, you know, yeah. simple things like um, having a chat with a player. You know, these things go a long way in refereeing. Yeah. And the discipline part behind it, you need to be disciplined. You mm-hmm. need to that discipline, whether it is training wise or whether it is game wise, or even self is watching a game to, to learn from another referee. You need to have that discipline. Yeah. Okay. That is really commendable because um we will look on at games all of the time. And uh the referee, as I m- mentioned previously, he's no way involved in the outcome, but 90% of the time it's fair to say that he will somehow be the part of the of the of the blaming, you know, blaming panel, I would say, of the outcome of the game. So when you encode these challenges as, as an a ref as a referee, how do you overcome them? Um your firstly is assessment of your uh, oneself. You have to be able to assess yourself. And this is something that I only learned. In 2008, when I was for rap course, you know, there will be people coming to say, um, this should have gone that way. This should have been party. This should have been free kick. This should have been yellow. This should have been your card. Mm-hmm. But 
deep down, if you have that skill, you possess that skill to assess yourself, then by all means, before they come to say it, you don't know to yourself that, okay, yes, that was a hit card. And that's something I learned from Crystal Sobers. Yeah. Um, she actually taught me, she and Kayla Wales taught me yeah. most of the um, insights of a thief, being a FIFA referee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we understand uh, your journey so far and... Um, it has really been a really great one. And on your pursuit to continue learning the game, can you um, share with us, you know, some of the things that you are most curious about or, or, or as you will say, you know, this will keep me up at night. Can you share some of the things, you know, along that line for us? Um, first of all, before I go to bed, the majority of the nights, I wouldn't say only nights, the majority of the nights, I will look at clips so i use social media platforms to get right so i'll get clips from somewhere in europe Mm -hmm. and analyze the clips because sooner or later one day i might be placed in that situation yeah and for me decision making as a reference that occurs over and over. It might have slight, simple changes, little or no changes mm-hmm. to the situation, yeah. but you see it happening already as a referee. Yeah. So um, for me, analyzing clips is a big thing that actually keeps me up late, especially if I don't have the answer to it. Mm-hmm. Right? If I at point in 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning and I still don't have the answer, I might save the clip and just simply send it to one of my fellow yeah. find out what they think about it to see if both of us share the same perspective on the clip. Okay. So um, keep me up night and as well fitness tests. You know, tests, I don't think no, it have a few new clips coming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, also... In, a, in, a, in addition to the information that you, that you just gave, um, what, are, what are some of the things that uh, persons who are familiar with you, you know, that, that, that they wouldn't know that you possess? What are some of those things? Um, persons that are familiar with me, um, they, I love to, to, to motivate persons. I love to have that, that laugh. So yeah. you can have you have any worst time, the worst day, yeah. and I will at the end of the day turn that worst day into one of the not one of the best days you ever had in your life, but yeah. you know something that you can look back and say, you know, I was down the other day and couldn't see really pick me up. You know, <laughs> I I like to be that friend, that colleague that motivates persons okay. to 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 see beyond their limits. Yeah, in other words. Okay, okay. Um, well, it's known globally now um, what we are going through, you know, as a world, as a country. And um, was, was, of course, the pandemic was a surprise to everyone. But how did you adapt when you recognize now the, 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 the games will not be coming as fast as before? 
or the courses will not be coming as fast as before. You know, how did you adapt to keep, you know, to keep learning, to keep on top shape, you know? So if um, FIFA say, we need you to come here or CONCACAF say, we need you to come here, you know, it will not be too much of a strenuous process. How did you, you know, keep on top of the game during this time? Um, I use it as a way to actually, I actually, I'm home, you know, less time training, going to games and this sort of thing. So yeah. I actually enjoyed the first part of the, the pandemic. And then I needed to find ways, yeah. you know, and I was like, Quincy, you know, you're saying you're studying when ball will come. You really ready to, to referee ball again? Mm-hmm. And I started to look at myself. I started to look at myself and say, you know, you use this time to get fitter, to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And I started to look at like marathon runners. I started to look at persons that that do body weight training and this sort of thing. And then I was like, you know, this. I don't just want to be a referee. I want yeah. when persons talk about me being a referee, they must say, you know, that guy, um, he, he conquered most of his challenge, um, challenges in a game. Mm-hmm. He's one of the fittest referees, not just in CONCACAF or Trinidad and Tobago in the world. Yeah. So those, those are some of the things that really motivate me and drive me to continue training, even mm-hmm. though it doesn't have any game. And even though we are in a SOE now, mm-hmm. it actually motivates me to train even harder now. Okay. Because now that we in a SOE, we cannot go out to run. We cannot, we're we not training, we're not running. It have no walking, running, and this sort of thing. But you can train yeah. at home. Yes. You know, so I think once you have the ads, yes, mm-hmm. it could be a Titan or an 8 by Make yeah. use of it. Yeah. Make use of it. And that's exactly what I've been doing. So, Quincy, uh, how do you define or measure success? Um, also, in addition, I want to ask, how has your age, you know, um, played or how did you handle that success when you get it in, in, in accordance to your age? Because... Um, you know, when, when persons, you know, uh, at your age, at, at any career path, when they get success or, 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 you know, they reach a level that they was not at before, it's really hard to maintain, you know, that, that perspective and that focus. So how do you define and measure success and also maintain that steady focus? For me, success doesn't have to be big, you know. Success could be me ha- in a video test, me as a referee doing a video test getting 15. And then the next day, I probably get 16. That's success for me. Wow. Or I run a fitness test. I feel it all the time. I'm feeling a referee running a fitness test. But I, I get into lap six all the time. I learn. Mm-hmm. Next time, on lap eight, that's success. You know, uh, I think too often, we both success. think about big things you know mm-hmm. you have to once we learn to be thankful be grateful for the little things and yeah. the little accomplishments then by all means when the big accomplishment comes 
Scarlett. And to me, for me, when um was chosen for the poor program yeah. and getting the, the remarks that I got, it yes, it was like it was a shock, but at the same time was not in a way because I worked hard for that. Yeah. So I put out. And my grandfather had something we used to say a long time is where you put in is where you definitely, yes. Most definitely. That is so true. Put in and ten percent. If you go prepared, then by all means, if you get an unprepared man, then you deserve it. Yeah. So where you put in, you get out. Yes. So Shortcuts. True. Yeah. You always used to say that China use the hard way. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is that is um fantastic the way how you know um you will define success and be really thankful or, or, or in a state of gratitude for, for the little things. And I think um that can be adapted to so many lives, maybe a five-year-old or, or, or someone who is in their late 90s. Um so what advice do you have to give to, to, to persons who is, is in between thoughts. They are not sure what they want to become, but you know, they would have seen you referee games and, and I can become like Quincy Williams, but that, that voice, no, you can become like him. You know, what advice will you have to have? Do you have to give to those persons? Um, first dream, you know, and at the same time, do not meditate self to one thing mm-hmm. not because you are a football player or you are a cricket player or be netball swimming means yeah. that you will limit yourself to have once you have age on your side then it's okay to experiment it's okay to feel try different things mm-hmm. do not have to just one um you're saying maybe swimming or track and field, one heat, one race. Uh, try think outside the box. Yeah. You never know what could happen. For me, I didn't think I would have become a referee. I didn't mm-hmm. think I would have been um, selected for poor. I didn't think I'm these things, you know. I didn't have um, the most amount of experience in the country, but yet still. Mm-hmm. I give it a try and it turned out well for me. And okay. who knows, you might just try and add something else and it actually works you. Right? Uh, think outside. I keep others keep saying, think outside the box and do limit yourself. Okay. You know, as I would say, no human is limited. Based on the limitless abilities that ref that, that human beings have, sorry. And uh, referees are, are, are tasked with tremendous responsibilities. You know, um, looking at from World Cup finals to Champions League finals, when you are talking about, you know, the world is looking on, what are some of the things that persons uh, take for granted or misunderstand about a referee or the life of a referee? First of all, the amount of a, the amount the amount of training a referee do does mm-hmm. the amount of ground a referee covers in a game mm-hmm. the amount of challenges 
a referee face. I talk about challenges. I talk about abuse. I was not on that part of being abused, but I've seen being abused. Yeah. Right. Um. The 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 amount under not just from players but supporters. Yeah. You know they never remember. The one they never remember the one big what we call big call or good call in the game. They always remember the one you make in the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's a job that basically does not make you popular. Yeah. You lose a lot of friends. You might mm-hmm. lose some family along the way, but <laughs> you just yeah. have to keep doing what you're doing and. Mm-hmm. Stick into what you know. Yeah. Stick into what you know. Yeah. Also, um, I, 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 I want to ask, but also you said that, um, you know, your eyes are set. Your eyes are set to becoming the top, you know, and and, and definitely you are a standout. So you are on that route. But um, you know, when you sit back now and and, and you look back, you know. And also into the future, do you, let's say you had any regrets um, with your younger self or, or, or some decisions you didn't make? Do you have those moments or, or those thought patterns? Um, as a referee? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, it will have decisions that, again, analyzing your game by yourself mm-hmm. and it will have times where you analyze the game or you assess the game and you'll be like, yeah, Quincy, that was some crazy thing it did. <laughs> and I think it's not just with me, but most referees, mm-hmm. most top referees, they find even before the assessor comes into the room, they mm-hmm. could already assess themselves. Mm-hmm. They could already say what they could have done better, where's the areas of improvement where what's their strong point and these kind of things so definitely there have been times where I look back and be like um, is it could, could you have keep this guy on the field somehow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know because I as a referee I try my best not to, to go to cards but circumstances you just have to Based on the, the, the law of the game. And once you're protected by that law of the game, then mm-hmm. by all means you're covered. Yes, that that is um that is so 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 um great that you mentioned that with regards to the laws of the game, because players, of course, they will know the laws of the game, or at least some of the game, some laws of the game. And um, as you said, the you know, your, your intention uh, and as well, every referee intention is to keep 11 players on the field. You know, the union you will be put out of the game if you violate one of those rules or two of those rules or keep violating one rule over a period of time and the referee have no decision to put you out of the game for safety. So after you made that decision to put someone out of the game and... Um, let's say the fans or, or, or that same player, you know, um, we'll see that a, a wrong is being done to him. 
how how do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? You know, because uh, if if you're in a stadium of, of, of 50, 60 thousands, you now become the center of attention, but you just give him seven go-aheads. And on the eighth one, you as the worst person that 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 God ever make. How how, how do he deal with that? Um, like I said just now, they never remember the good. The yeah. always remember the bad. A red card is 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 a serious. We look at it as just being a red card, but in my eyes, is 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 like a handcuff. It's like a police officer putting a handcuff on to other guy, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. he no longer has, he no longer could walk the streets until he's released. So okay. the player, in other words, he no longer could play until he serves a suspension. Right. And the, despite what the supporters, if the foul goes in the direction of team B, they think, and it's 100% clear that, yo, this is team B foul. They will have something to say. They yeah. always have something to say. So mm-hmm. um, being strong as a referee, you need to be strong. You need to stand your ground. And a mental and toughness. Correct is right. Never put that tail between your legs. Mm-hmm. Even though you, you, it's a clear error and you want to cha- you change any error, yeah. still be strong. You know, don't ever let players, players and supporters feed off of the referee mm-hmm. um, personality. So if they realize you have a shy personality, as in you lay back and you will allow things to happen and mm-hmm. then react, yeah. then they take advantage of it in no time. And it have some coaches that the moment they see a referee, they'll be like, yeah, um, we get him. Let me get him. And once we get him, we'll get causing me favor. So you oh. as a referee, you need to always turn up being that referee that, yo, I could laugh and I could, not laugh, but I could smile and share jokes and so forth yeah. before, during and after sometimes the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the same time, I don't, I don't stick nonsense. Yeah. At the same time, I'm here to do a job. You here to play football. I'm here to referee. I'm here to uphold and really actually be a judge in the sense of make sure no does not break the laws of the game. Okay. Not determine who wins the game, as I say earlier on. Okay. So you play the game, I referee. Good. Excellent. And once you as you you as a referee has that mentality, then by all means you're yeah, yeah, you're on a good page. Uh we would like to get your thoughts on, on, on VAR because I think um VAR is a tool that um is being glorified one day and being massively abused the next day. What are your thoughts as someone who will operate in that environment? What are your thoughts on VAR? Um, I think it's a good thing to bring VR into the game. It's modern day, you know. Basketball have replaced. Cricket have replaced. So why refereeing does not? We are we as referees, we are human beings. We make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you will find is the amount of mistakes in the game that a referee makes. I'm not saying VR is 100% um, all well and good. You know, mm-hmm. it has it just like, just like cricket in the um, DRS 
You mm-hmm. understand? So it has its flaws, but at the same time, the number of um back then from 2014 World Cup, 2018 World Cup, check yeah. the amount of errors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it's again, it's something good, but fans will see it this way. It's yeah. against my team, so it's no. <laughs> Next week, when it's for my team, it's good. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's something that you can really please everybody about. You know, yeah. we as um, referees mm-hmm. cannot please, or um, as a community, meaning referee community, we can't please everybody. So we just have to stick with what we know best, what's working, and move on. From here, it could only get better. I always say everything ever get worse because you know what it is like to feel, in other words. You know what it is like to have one short step of being, as you say, successful. Mm -hmm. So it's going to only get better. Okay. Uh, We are the part of Success Talks where there are five questions um, under the title of Quick Fire Questions, which you have three seconds. And these questions are sponsored by Auntie Ronda. Your Time to Shine, uh, Auntie Ronda, Your Time to Shine is a platform which on earth talents globally, maybe in the field of dancing, singing uh, or, or drumming, and um, try to get that, that, that talent to where it should be so the world can enjoy that talent. Are you ready for those questions? Yeah, I'll give it a try. <laughs> what meal uh, referee Quincy Williams can eat every day of the week? What meal? Roti. Roti. Is it, is it a specific roti or roti? Picking roti. Um, if you have the opportunity to have dual citizenship, including Trinidad and Tobago, what country will it be? Mm, Barbados. Barbados. And why? Um, I think the, the, the citizens over there, they are, are very um, one, competitive, which I like, mm-hmm. and two, their, their beaches, you know, their beaches. Okay. Okay, good. Um, we understand now that it's unsafe to travel and those who are traveling are taking the risk. But when it's deemed safe to travel, what country are you going to say, I'm going to? And who want to come, come? If you don't come, I'm still going. Um, I've, I've always liked to go to England. Yeah. Um, experience that atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, also... We, 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 we understand throughout the conversation, you know, the route that you are on and the success you have um, gained and, and the success you are going to get. But if you was not doing referee, what, Quin- what Quincy Williams would be doing at this point in time? Um, I think I would have still tried my hand at cricket. You know, yeah. I would not have... I still play, actually, but not... At a professional level, more of a semi-pro level. Yeah. So yeah, I would have been playing. Okay. And the fifth and final question. You are known globally, it's safe to say, as a young aspiring, um, ambitious uh referee, you know, and, and it'll just be a matter of time for you to let's say referee a World Cup. And um but outside of the refereeing, 
What secret talent and skills that you possess? Um, I can do landscaping. Yeah. Um, I can do landscaping and I can also, I think, have a little planting, planting garden. Kind of garden, kind of thing. Yeah, a kind of garden, a kind of thing. I'm not too sure if it might grow, but... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For the persons that are going to get this content, um, maybe at the younger age, at the older age, and and, uh, who are going to be inspired and really touched by this content, um, can you share your your, your social pages where now they can really give you some some maybe congratulations or maybe words of inspiration to keep achieving? Um, I'm not really big on social media. Most of my things will be workouts. So on Instagram will be Quincy, K-W-I-N-S-I underscore yeah. um, 28. Yeah. And on Facebook will be Quincy Williams, W-I-N-S-I yeah. Williams. Thank you for tuning in to Success Talks, the podcast. Activate your mind powers. You are unstoppable. Only you can stop you.